Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. Streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Oh boy, Lloyd, I'm so excited. We have one of my very favorite guests on with us today, and our show is about the neuro wisdom of our brain. And I've just been reading this book by Mark Waldman, and it's called Neuro Wisdom, The New Brain Science of Money, Happiness, and Success. Uh, Andrew Newberg, who also was a co-author with him on a couple of his books, he says, he's a New York Times bestselling author, he says, a groundbreaking and life-changing book filled with practical exercises. And he wrote this with Chris Manning, who is a PhD, who teaches with him. But Mark is just unbelievable. Let me tell you a little bit about him. And I'm a Mark Waldman groupie because I read his books. I listen to his audios. I watch his YouTube. I I'm very excited to read every month when my Science of Mind magazine comes out and I read the article that he and Andy Newbert write. And I just think that the groundbreaking work that he has done is just so exciting. It's amazing. So first of all, let me tell you just super brief about Mark Waldman. He has authored 14 books, including the bestseller, How God Changes Your Brain. And Oprah pick in 2012. I've also read his book, How Words Change Your Brain, and that tremendously helped me in my practice as an attorney mediator. And then I was enlightened to read How Enlightenment Changes Your Brain. So we had him on for both of those shows. So after you hear him today, if you want to go back and listen at conflicthealing.com, you can hear those other interviews as well. His new book, as I told you, is called Neural Wisdom, The New Brain Science of Money, Happiness, and Success. And he teaches at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles, and he's a world-leading expert on the brain, spirituality, communication, consciousness, and so much more. He's an in, he has an international practice as a neuro coach, and he trains students, his students, his MBA students, and all of his students and business leaders in his unique evidence-based strategy for enhancing personal and professional development. You can find out more about him at our website where we link to his website. Our website is conflicthealing.com, and his is Mark Robert Waldman, that's W-A-L-D-M-A-N.com. So I want to get started right away. He's going to embarrass me, I know, make me do his exercises, but I'm just thrilled that you're joining with us. Thanks so much, Mark. I'm delighted to be here again. It's such a treat. Oh, so let's first talk about what is neural wisdom. Neural wisdom is a term that I created to describe a very unique and mysterious part of our of our of our human brain buried deep down inside behind the places where we are normally consciously aware and making all of our decisions 
There were a couple of small structures called the anterior cingulate and the insula. And these structures regulate how we feel. They are our moral compass. And these structures involve a type of awareness that has a larger overview of the world than the way we normally think about things in our everyday consciousness. And you can learn how to tap into that neural wisdom of the brain by going into these creative processes where your intuition lies and the information that you'll get if you learn how to tap in to the intuitive creative centers of your brain will give you remarkable information about what your problem is and what the fastest way to solve that problem and it works for virtually almost every problem that you have. That just sounds like you're promising the world. <laughs> but, Absolutely. <laughs> but, but, here, but, but that's but okay. That's okay because I know it works. But there is a caveat because that part of your brain is not even fully functional till you're about 28, 29, or 30 years old. So when that part of the brain is dormant, when it's undeveloped, we tend to remain the greedy, selfish, childlike kids that we've been for the first 20 years of our life. Mm. And this is why so many divorces take place uh, in the age of 20s, because we're not able to have the neurological capacity to have self-love and empathy and compassion towards others, because that's also regulated by these two unique structures in the human brain. Well, let's jump in, because now you got me excited, and as well as I'm sure my audience. What are some exercises that we can do to enhance those part of the brain? Well, it turns out that if you go to pubmed.gov and you type in the word mindfulness, Mm -hmm. you'll find over 4,000 studies showing that this is probably the simplest and most effective ways to tap into the inner wisdom of your brain. Mm. But the first thing you have to do is completely and deeply relax your mind. And as you probably know from my other interviews, and we mentioned in nearly all of our books, the fastest way to get rid of all that mental chatter that's going on in your prefrontal lobes, your right prefrontal lobe is constantly, is a pessimist. It's always worrying and chattering away negatively. Mm. But, your, but the other side of your frontal lobe is the optimist in your brain. And if you immerse yourself in your worrisome thoughts, it fills up the whole picture. It's like saying you're sitting back, you're watching a movie, and here are a bunch of negative people on one side of the screen, and on the other side of the screen is a bunch of positive people. And if you focus on all the negative people, you'll be drawn into their negativity, into Mm -hmm. their pessimism. But if you hang out with all the positive people uh, in the left prefrontal cortex, you'll begin to feel so happy, you won't even have a care, you might even become impulsive in your actions because you know that anything you do is going to be the right thing to do. So we have that pessimist in our brain in order to stop us from being too fast. It's kind of like saying, look before you leap. But most of us end up spending more time focusing on the negative thoughts and worries and fears we have, and we're not even aware that 90% of them are nothing more than memories from the past being pulled up into the present and being projected on the future. So what we do in the Neuro Wisdom book is that I teach everyone a set of very simple strategies to interrupt your ability to ruminate on any form of negativity. And the easiest way 
is to start out with a yawn, but not just any kind of yawn, because like I mentioned earlier, mindfulness is the technique that stimulates this intuitive creative center in the brain. Mm -hmm. So what I would love you to do, Mm -hmm. and everyone who is listening in on this call to do, I want you to do a yawn, but I don't want you just to yawn. I want you to take a moment right now before you yawn and just notice what the state of your mental awareness is. Notice what your mood is. Notice how your thought processes are. Just take a moment to notice that. And then I'm going to ring a bell. And when I ring that bell, it's a, it's a mindfulness training bell, I want you to mindfully yawn. In other words, as you yawn, become aware of what the yawn actually feels like. And then when you finish that yawn, sit quietly for about five or ten seconds And Mari, what I'd like you to do is I want you to share with me how that first mindful yawn affects your mood and your state of awareness and your mental state, okay? Okay. Let's begin with a mindful yawn. Okay. And I'll even yawn with you. Now, just sit still for a moment and just become aware And share with me anything that you noticed that may have changed. Well, before we did it, I found, you know, I'm very excited whenever I talk to you. I I have that excitement. It's good. It's positive excitement. And after I yawned, I'm still happy, but I'm not, like, excited, excited. I'm more calm rather than excited. So it did calm me. Yeah. Right, and that's one of the most common effects because what that yawn actually does, it eliminates excess neural activity in those parts of the brain that are generating thoughts and feelings and memories. So here's what I want you and everyone who's listening to do. Give me a second mindful yawn. Okay. This will take you to a very different place, and I want you to share with me again what you notice. Okay. So here comes the bell, and everyone, give a mindful yawn, number two. And just sit quietly for a moment and just become aware of any thoughts or feelings or sensations or memories or shifts of consciousness that you notice and share with us what you notice this time. This time I noticed like a vibration in my body. So it's like I'm a meditator, so it's like when I'm meditating and I get really into it, I start to feel like a vibration and the thoughts kind of fade away. Now, when you meditate, how long does it usually take you to get to that place of feeling that vibration? Um, you know what happens? I listen to the mindful bell that <laughs> you gave the website for it, so I listen to that. So after I listen to that, I get there, but then sometimes my monkey mind starts, you know? I start getting thoughts in, so then I have to go back to that. So here's what I want you to do that's different. Instead of interrupting the monkey mind, and by the way, if you, if any, if you do a few mindful yawns before doing any form of meditation or spiritual practice, and a few mindful stretches, which means you simply stretch in super slow motion, So like if you're going to roll your head around, you take a full 60 seconds to do one head roll. Mm -hmm. And you'll notice that if you do that, if you start to roll your head and you take a full 60 seconds, Mm -hmm. 
that your awareness increases and you become aware of all the little tiny aches and pains. Mm. And that's what allows your brain to send a relaxation signal to all of those tiny muscles in your neck. And we do everything too fast. Mm. So part of mindfulness is that if you slow everything down, and you can't go too slow, you could take, you could take, uh, do mindful walking and spend a full 60 seconds just taking one step, just feeling how your toes touch the ground, what muscles you use to lift your leg. Mm. Or you can apply mindfulness to eating. You can take a small piece of food and then hold it under your nose and then you slowly breathe in and you savor all of the aromas. And then you slowly brush it across your lips so that you can savor the sensation of that food. Mm. And then you take that small piece of food, any kind of food, and you put it on your tongue and you hold it there for 20 or 30 seconds and you'll discover 10 more flavors than you were never Mm. aware of before. In fact, half the time you'll discover that your favorite food doesn't taste as good as you thought it would, which is evidence that most of the time you we are eating our memories. Right, right. So you know, mindfulness brings okay. you into the present moment. Yeah, and you know, you know, I've read so much of your work, and I've heard you say this before, and so you know, I just want you to know, and for anyone who's listening, you know, I deal with conflict all the time as an attorney mediator. Before I walk into a mediation, I do a few good mindful yawns <laughs> and really, you know, close my eyes and and do you know some. Just clearing, and it really, I walk in, and I feel just really centered. And so when you talk about negativity is contagious, I try and make my positivity and my centeredness contagious. And as I'm calm, it seems to calm the people in the room as well. And that's a very good strategy. But even the statement, I try to interrupt my negativity and I try to enhance my positivity, (laughs) which puts positive psychology at the map, is absolutely very healthy for you, but you won't get in touch with that intuitive wisdom center that's deeper in your brain. So the next step after you've done a few mindful yawns and mindful stretches, I want everyone to imagine that you're sitting in a movie house Uh and there up on the screen are all of your thoughts and feelings and memories playing around. But you're sitting there in the chair, and you're going to watch them all. So I'm going to ring the bell again. And this time, because there's two kinds of mindfulness. One is where you concentrate on your breathing or a sound like Mm -hmm. the bell or whatever else. But on this one, all I want you to do is sit back in the theater of your own mind and watch all these different thoughts and feelings popping up. And if you can, Mari, share Okay. With all of us, the th- because you know we basically actually have like maybe two or three hundred thoughts per minute, maybe right. even more than that, right. and then different feelings can pop in. And instead of interrupting them, all we want to do is watch them, because the watching that observing self, this is at the core part of that neuro wisdom circuit mm-hmm. in your brain. Okay. So yawn, stretch, relax, sit back. Okay. In that theater chair. 
and just share with me the stream of consciousness thoughts and feelings as they pop into your mind. Okay, so I guess I could start out. Now I'm aware that I'm sitting in my chair and I got my eyes closed and I'm seeing like thoughts like, oh, I've got to, I've got to make sure I get all this because <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> So, I have to now, remember this, all now, this. So that's that's what's re- coming but, by. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing that. Remember, go by. wait, wait, wait. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Wait. One thought at a time. Okay. So when one thought comes up, I want you to do another all right, I'll slow yawn down. or stretch. Okay. So you come back into the present moment okay. so that you become aware that I am sitting here watching my thoughts that are happening over there. So that was your first thought, because normally we get caught up in the thoughts, and one thought, we just follow one thought, and the next, and the next, and the next, as I'm doing right now. So come back into the present moment, and what's the very next thought, or feeling, or sensation, or memory that pops into your mind? I'm wondering what my audience thinks. That's Notice that thought. Yeah. Sit with it quietly, just like you did the mindful yawn. I wonder, I'm wondering what's going on in my audience's mind. Sit with that for a moment, observe it, then let that thought float away because that's all thoughts are. They just pop up automatically. They're created by the imagination circuits that sit in your frontal lobes right above your eye. Let it float away, come back into your chair in the present moment, and what's the next thought or feeling that pops up? I want, I guess uh, my thought is, oh, I hope I remember to do all these things. That's the Great. next thought. So notice that thought. Just okay. sit with it for a few seconds and then let it float away. Remember, moment-to-moment awareness of thoughts, feelings, or sensations without judging them. We're just watching the fact that this part of your brain constantly generates endless positive and negative thoughts and feelings. Mm. What's the next thing that pops into your mind? The next thing that comes into my mind is about the old cartoons where you'd have a uh, a devil on one side and an angel on the other, and the devil is negative and the angel is positive. (laughs) Do it! Do it! No, don't do it! That's what I just see this little cartoon going by in my brain. There you go. And that devil sits in your right, right prefrontal <laughs> cortex, and the angel is sitting in your left prefrontal right, cortex. Right. <laughs> now, turn your attention to this person who's observing these thoughts. So it's like you're like the usher in the theater, okay. and you go over there, and there is Mari sitting in her chair in the front row of the movie theater watching all of her thoughts up there. And turn your attention to that person sitting in the chair and share with me the first thought that comes to your mind. Um, The first thought is that I don't have a body. So take a moment and notice that thought and sit with it. Mm. And and notice how your whole awareness is now beginning to change. Mm. Mm -hmm. And notice that it's impossible to think about any of the things you were worried about a moment ago or yesterday. And this is the most beautiful thing about mindfulness. I've just taught you how to go deeper in mindfulness than the normal eight-week training program that you would get at the university. And this is what I guide people through and show them how to do this in the NeuroWisdom book. Mm. So here's the next step, because most people don't do this. They stop at this particular point. But you are now in a part of your brain that is more aware of everything going on, you begin to see that you're not your thoughts. Mm -hmm. They're just things popping up on that screen in front. Mm -hmm. What happens if you, the usher, 
look at that person in the chair, which is a very wise person, and you ask that person any question you want. So take a moment and think about a particular problem that you don't mind sharing with our listening audience, something that you've been wrestling with that you haven't found a solution to, and tell me the first thing that pops into your mind. Okay, my dream is to create a conflict transformation and love-enhancing center on a mountain over the Pacific Ocean, and I don't know how to do that. Okay, take a <laughs> it's moment. It's a big one. <laughs> Vi- visual- oh, well, this is perfect because in the book, I teach you Gabriel Ottingen's WHOOP technique, mm. and WHOOP stands for wish, outcome, obstacle, and plan. Mm. And this is the perfect strategy to combine with mindfulness. So take a moment and savor your wish. You described your wish beautifully. This incredible mountaintop retreat. Mm. And now visualize the outcome of that. If you actually created that retreat, Mm. what would you gain from it? And just take a moment and savor what that outcome feels like. Mm. And here's the fun part. Now, I want you to visualize any obstacle that stands in your way. Mm. And what you said was an obstacle. I don't know where to begin. I don't know how to get there. Mm. So take a moment and mindfully sit with, there is this obstacle. You can even visualize it. You can visualize it like a a boulder, somebody walking around lost and confused. Mm. Now, ask your intuition. That's the neurowisdom in your brain. Mm. What's the first thing it whispers to you on how to get over that obstacle? Mm. Mm. This is tough. What's the, f- <laughs> what's the f- not just the first thing that pops into your mind? It could be there's a gorilla in the refrigerator. Go eat it. <laughs> okay. Could, um, yeah. My age. I'm not a baby anymore to have all the years to do that. My age. So take a moment right now. And ask your own inner wisdom, that intuitive, serene meditator sitting inside of your brain. Is that really true? Is that really true? No, because I could live to be 100. So you write that down. What you do is that you you keep asking your intuition 10 times for 10 different solutions, or Mm. 10, in this case, you're coming up with more problems. And if you make a list of all your problems, then you can look at that list and mindfully reflect on it, and you'll find out that 90% of those problems is just a fantasy. Mm. So is, is it really, is it really uh, <clears throat> an obstacle that you're too old to create this, pro- this program? Mm. No. Now, what happens if your intuition says, yes, you are? All right, now you're going to get all upset. Oh, there goes my wish, my green. <laughs> but no, you come back to this mindful state of peaceful relaxation. And if you are too old for it, what's the next thought that pops into your head? Remember, we're doing all this without judging. Get a team. Get a team. Say that again. Get a team of people to do it with me. So you can see that no matter what obstacle exists, the intuitive part of your brain is designed to come up with hundreds of creative solutions. And all you do is you go back and forth between tapping into this deep, intuitive, creative, problem-solving place, and you write it down. Mm. 
Mm. Now, there's even a faster way to do this. Okay. When we wake up in the morning, and this is the four pillars of wealth that I describe in the Neurowisdom book, in which the whole book is oriented around, it all begins with motivation. What do I want to do the moment I wake up? What do I want to do with this day? What do I want to do with this week, with mm-hmm. this month, with this year? Mm-hmm. And so I have about 10 or 15 exercises for different ways that you can find out what your genuine passion is, how to motivate yourself, how to get out of the way of all those worrisome voices mm-hmm. by coming into this exquisite place of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Now that you feel motivated to go after a particular goal or wish or desire. Now we go into the frontal lobe processes. This is the second pillar of wealth, the decision-making processes. Mm-hmm. This is where we hear all that inner chatter, or in, or in your words, the, uh, you know, the demons and the angels. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't do this. Oh, you're too old. Oh, I'm too lazy. Whatever it is. The other side say, oh, who cares all about that? I'll just, I'll just cash in all of my IRAs and money and sell my house, and I'll just go on a wonder lesson and end up on a piece of property and I'll build something out of stones the same way <laughs> the Neanderthals did and I'll have my set. And <laughs> so that's the decision-making process going on. Then the next level is creativity. Mm-hmm. And the creativity circuits of the brain weren't even recognized until about 2008. And it actually grew out of the research that Andy Newberg and I were doing with meditators and with Richie Davidson and others that how do we measure what a contemplative state of being is? How do we measure a person simply sitting there and being mindfully aware? Mm. You have to have them do a different activity. So we would tell people, well, don't, you know, when you lie in the brain scan machine, don't do anything. Just, just don't try to think about anything at all. And what we discovered is that when you feel very relaxed and you're not doing anything, your brain is more active. It's wandering all over the place. When you're focused on an object like picking up a fork and stabbing a particular piece of food on your dinner plate and putting it into your mouth, you only have two small areas acting in your frontal lobes that are governing your decision-making skills. But decision-making and concentrating burns up all the neurochemicals very quickly, 5, 10, 15 minutes, and you are mentally exhausted if you consciously just kick back, and everyone can try this right now as long as you're not driving, we have found that if you are driving and you close your eyes, it could be hazardous to your health, <laughs> but more research is necessary, so that's, that's what you always read about when you read scientific studies. This may or may not be the case. Yeah. We suspect it's true. Take a moment now, if you can, and kick back in your chair and invite yourself to take a 30-second nap. And Mari, because you're really good at meditation, this should be very easy for you to do. Kick back and just allow yourself to have a 30-second daydream. And if I'm doing it, I'm seeing colors in my eyes and then pictures of the house next door. Sounds are floating in. I'm feeling my stomach. I have a desire to yawn. That's, That's daydreaming. In this daydreaming state, it turns out that the rest of your brain is solving the problems that are the most important to it. And what we ask you to do is to be mindfully aware of that daydreaming process. The daydreaming circuit in the brain is different from the optimist and pessimist that are in your prefrontal lobes. The daydreaming system really spreads throughout a whole lot of your brain. 
And most of the time, we're not aware of it. It's like when you wake up and you know you were just dreaming about something, but you can't remember what it was. Mm. What I'm teaching people in neurowisdom is how to consciously daydream, how to take those 30 or 60 seconds and allow your mind to wander and encourage it to wander and just take notes. So we apply this, for example... Well, Mark, Mark, we're we're just about out of time, so that's a great Uh, way to end, to get people to want to read the book and learn more about how they can be creative through their daydreaming. So I I could do this all day. I love you. I was daydreaming about... Just being with you in your presence to to get all this wonderful neuro wisdom. So we got to go. Just give your website and I want to and the name of your book and it's time to go. Okay. If you go to www.markrobertwaldman.com, you'll find all of the wisdom there that I and Andy Newberg have gathered over the last twenty years. And lots of free stuff there. And then I want to just mention your book again, Neural Wisdom, The Brain Science of Money, Happiness, and Success. Mark, you're wonderful. I can't wait to have you back again. Thanks so much. You're the best. It is a pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on KUCI. And visit our website at conflicthealing.com. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.